This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I'll tell you what's not complicated, checking in on the prop market and bringing in some royalty. All hail! Ariel Epstein. All hail! Ariel Epstein. Kneel before your queen. All hail the prop queen. Everyone bows down to the queen. Joining us on the ByThePhoenix.com guest line is Ariel Epstein. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across this great country get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit ByThePhoenix.com. To learn more, you know, Ariel, as the prop queen, sports betting host and analyst for points bet, MLB Network and NBA TV. Ariel, good morning to you. And oh, man, I love this because I was on a prop last week in the Jags game that you were on and that was a winner. And you got another one this week for us. Hey, Chelsea and Jenks, happy divisional playoff weekend in the NFL. I do have another prop in Jacksonville and Kansas City, and that's for the Jaguars running back Travis Etienne, over 15 and a half receiving yards. Etienne was drafted as a pass-catching running back. It's what he did so well in his college days. Now coming to Jacksonville, where he has been more of the running back uh, in regards to just like a pound-heavy, pound-up-the-middle kind of running back. However, there are specific games where the Jaguars have utilized ETN in the passing game. And one of those games was against Kansas City, three catches, 28 yards. Had another big game in the air against Las Vegas, two catches, 17 yards. And when I say big game, I mean, yeah, a running back to have at least 15 receiving yards. It's a pretty good game for uh, catching balls out of the backfield. Kansas City, fourth most receiving yards per game allowed to running backs this year. There have been a handful of times, more than that really, where you've seen different running backs have at least 15 receiving yards. In fact, since the Kansas City bye week, there have only been three separate weeks where you have seen a running back go under 15 and a half receiving yards. And really, they weren't main backs. It was Dontrell Hilliard, who I don't count when you're a second string. Um, you also had Freeman and Josh Jacobs was the weird one, but that was towards the end of the season. So I would take the over on ETN's receiving yards, especially if they can't establish the run. Yeah, I want to say the Chiefs were one of those teams that uh, allowed quite a few receiving yards to opposing running backs as well, at least for part of the season, because I know you have been on this trend uh, for a good part of the season, at least. Uh, let's go to the Bengals and the Bills game. I think the spread is tough, as we have seen it uh, move with uh, the Bills now being favored over five points. But let's look to the quarterbacks. Ariel, I think you have a play on Joe Burrow here. I love for Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow to go over his pass attempts. Burrow's averaging just over 38 pass attempts per game on the road this year, whereas Buffalo not only allows the fifth most pass attempts per game overall, when you look at opposing quarterbacks that come to Buffalo, only two had below 40 pass attempts, Ryan Tannehill and Aaron Rodgers. Every other quarterback this season in Buffalo, oh, and Tua Tungabailoa did too, but every other quarterback this season has had at least 40. That is a huge number. You never really see 40 pass attempts. You'll likely see Burrow at 35 and a half, 36 and a half. Take that over considering the Bengals, the line's moving against them. It moved from minus four to now five, even some spots past five. Bengals playing from behind. They still have a pass catching running back in Joe Mixon, 
So it doesn't mean that you're necessarily taking your running back out of the game. You're just adding some more game, uh, some more air yards. Give me that over on the pass attempt for Joe Burrow. We're talking with Ariel Epstein, a prop queen, sports betting host, and analyst for Points Bet, MLB Network, and NBA TV. All right, we have talked about Brock Purdy for weeks and weeks and weeks and how he's going to perform against the Cowboys, and you're looking at a prop for the Niners quarterback. What are you thinking? Thinking that he's not going to do as well against the Cowboys and bet the under on Purdy's passing yards. It's around 236.5. Purdy went under this in five of six regular season games. Dallas struggles against the run. Just do a ton of handoffs to McCaffrey, Mitchell, Samuel. Don't let one of the best corners in the league, Trayvon Diggs, pick off the rookie. Let him get rid of the ball quickly so he's not destroyed by Dallas' defensive stars like Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons, Leighton Vander Esch. Dallas is one of the top 10 units against the pass this year, and 14 out of 18 quarterbacks have gone under this number against the Cowboys to get under a passing yards for Brock Purdy. All right, so this one's kind of correlated because it looks like you are kind of fading George Kittle this week, which sometimes can be a brave move. But the reason I like George Kittle's over last week was simply because of the matchup, because the Seahawks were bad at defending tight ends. So it's a different de- defense this week. And what's the play on George Kittle? It's all about matchups, right? And that's why this week is Kittle's under 51 and a half receiving yards. Kittle's up against a top 10 defense against his position. And when he's been up against top 10 defenses against tight ends, Kittle's gone under 51 and a half receiving yards in two out of those three games. Dallas, six least receiving yards per game allowed tight ends. 15 out of the 18 games this year that the Cowboys have faced a tight end went under 51 and a half receiving yards. Kittle has been all about matchups this year. And last week, you're right, Tulsa. He was such a play. This week, I say either take his under or do not bet his overs. Even if it goes over, it's like a miracle. You just got to hit the under or just stay away from Kittle props this weekend. Let's move to the Eagles-Giants game. And this has been fascinating. We go back and forth, back and forth, who we like on the total spread here but you're gonna go in the first half with the eagles the first half for the eagles has been the play all season just like the knicks in the first half in the nba you can't trust them to close so you can trust them to start out strong the eagles is the best first half offense in football averaging just over 18 points per game at home before halftime that's at home they get this game at home and the last time that they faced the giants in metlife they got they absolutely destroyed the giants same situation in the second game where the Eagles hosted the Giants, had a killer first half, then kind of take their foot off the gas in the second half, and the Giants end up with the cover at the end of the game. Don't win the game outright, but the Giants do cover the full game spread. I still like the Eagles in the first half in this spot. You're seeing some buyback. Saw the Eagles at minus eight and a half to open, went down to seven, now seeing seven and a half. The Eagles in the first half is always the play. I don't trust them to close out the game strong, considering they have a huge drop-off by about eight points in the second half for scoring. So go take the first half spread on the Eagles. Yeah, if you don't like some of these spreads and totals, just take a look at the first half. It looks like you have another first-half play for us in the Chiefs and Jags game. The Jaguars Chiefs first half over 24 and a half. So combine them, not a team total or anything. Just combine team, uh, first half over 24 and a half points. The Jaguars allow the sixth most first half points per game. In the three games where Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes had a bye in the wild card round, the Chiefs averaged just below 24 points 
in the first half of the divisional round. The Jaguars have been so good this year in the second half defensively, which is why they have made such big comebacks a few times this year. However, the first half is where the Jags really struggle. The Chiefs are rested. They're still such a great offense. I feel like they've been flying under the radar a bit, too, considering Buffalo and Cincinnati have been such highly touted teams this year. The Chiefs, they're just going to continue to slide under the radar. Kansas City, off the bye, take them in the first half, combine it with the Jaguars because these defenses are meh, not that trustworthy. First half over 24 and a half points. <laughs> Ariel, let's go to Chili Buffalo. Bills and the Bengals, and I, I think this is probably the game I'm most excited to see this week because of the two quarterbacks involved. So what is your play here? I like the Bills to go over their team total. I like the Bills to cover as well. First, I'll start off by saying that this is a fishy line. Everybody and their mother is on Cincinnati. I have seen so much public action come in. In every book, you're seeing over 70% of action come in on the Bengals. Joe Burrow has the biggest liability for the sports books when it comes to Super Bowl MVP. So you could just tell that people are all in on Cincinnati to make a push. Yet the line's moving in favor of the Bills fishy the bills are averaging just over 32 points per home game the bengals allow four more points on the road than they do at home that doesn't sound like a lot but in the nfl that is usually you'll see teams with a one to two point differential maximum if you've got four to ten point differentials in points allowed something's going on with that defense on the road and i just don't trust the bengals in fact i know i sound biased but the ravens looked like the way better team last week, minus two crucial turnovers. And the Bengals took advantage, all the power to them. They barely were able to they barely were able to score offensively. They barely were able to stop the Ravens with a backup quarterback. I just don't trust Cincinnati after what I saw last week, but I do trust the Buffalo Bills and their quarterback Josh Allen and I, I left out one key part. The Bengals offensive line is demolished. They have three offensive linemen who are out and injured Cincinnati's offensive line crumbling what happened last time Joe Burrow tore his ACL now I'm not saying that's what's going to happen but I'm just saying he's not well protected and the Bills know that they're going to take advantage of the side that the Bills offense or that the Bengals offensive line is really lacking on and they're going to go after Joe Burrow and he's going to be forced to throw real quickly so take the Bills take the Bills team total over 32 points or sorry she's as good as it gets over as a sports Oh, sorry, Ariel, I cut you off, but I was giving you a compliment because you always come on and give us some great picks, and we appreciate it. Check her out as host and analyst for points about MLB Network and NBA TV. It is the prop queen, Ariel Epstein. Ariel, thank you. Thank you. Good luck this weekend. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.